Welcome to the Short Funk Podcast. I'm Tom Barbelay. Today, the edges of biology. When does genetic mutation actually occur? This might seem like a rather curious short funk topic because I don't normally talk about biological issues or my understanding of biological issues in short funk. I'm not sure if I've talked about the evolution of the brain versus eating meat. These are questions that I have associated with biology that, I don't know, I guess I've talked to biologists periodically, formal academic biologists, I've been in a company, but there are certain issues on the edge of biology that really fascinate me, and one of these things is associated with the prevalence of genetic mutation. In developing Noble Ape, genetic mutation is a constant. Well, it's not a constant, it's a probabilistic constant. It's the probability that genetic mutation will occur. And the way that I've looked at genetic mutation historically is it's a frequency, I don't know, I mean, depending on which biologist you talk to, far less than 1%, but it's in there in order to add some genetic interest aside from the kind of traditional mechanistic aspects of genetics. But one of the things that really interests me is that there are certain conditions which are used typically associated with animals and plants and the breeding thereof where genetic mutation can not necessarily almost be forced. You get to the point where certain things break down, and I'm interested in understanding, and here you're really talking about dog breeders fundamentally, whether the genetic mutations that we've seen in dog species, whether the breeders were aware of that at some stage, like whether there was some unreferenced or maybe poorly communicated understanding that through the breeding they were getting to a point where genetic mutation would probably occur. If you look at the wiener dog, for example, somewhere probably in Germany, maybe in the 16th century, here I'm purely speculating, people were breeding dogs in order to get certain traits. And out of nowhere, potentially, the wiener gene, let's just make it completely artificial, almost comical, exerted itself and you started getting wiener dogs. Now, maybe they were breeding terriers to start off with, who knows what kinds of dogs they were aiming for. But the discussion associated with genetic mutation seems to indicate that at some stage the wiener expressed itself. And I think what strikes me through this is humans that work in this area, this goes back to the pigeon fancier discussion ultimately, they develop knowledge over this period of time, most of which is not written down, most of which is barely communicated. But there's something going on at these edges of genetic experimentation, which indicate that there is some human knowledge associated with this thing that may not be described in biology. But certain people that do these kind of things get to these points of genetic mutation, and ultimately it is probably just probabilistic luck. But there might actually be some better understanding which is lost through the histories of these things. And this is what I find fascinating at this stage, that human understanding, maybe outside the realm of traditional or even post-Darwinian biology, creates some very interesting experiences that realistically such a tiny fraction of the human population has that ultimately it kind of falls into that realm of almost like trade secrets in the here dog breeding community. Very interesting, these edges of knowledge things, particularly associated with biology. Tom Barbelay in San Jose, signing out.